All right, you're listening to Marawa Sports Worldwide. We get into the final journey of our conversation this time around. And I think in sealing it off, I, I really would hope that the, the Players' Union would have been more active here. Uh, we obviously all aware of the, uh, of the deal with the PSL, etc., etc. Uh, but it really doesn't mean that their voice cannot be heard. And I, and I do hope that it does get heard. Now, we've been talking about the issues around coronavirus, the pandemic, having a huge impact on the world of sport uh, with multiple events across the globe as well, mostly uh, scrapped altogether as the number of cases as well as deaths uh, sadly continue to rise. Now, boxing is no different, and one show after another has seen itself being removed from the schedule uh, and you can imagine, now this, this means that the fighters, the promoters, the venues, the broadcasters, the fans, all of them, they've got no idea of when it will all resume. And there's no off-season in boxing, but now boxing is likely facing at least a couple of months with no fights. And with no fights, nobody's going to be making any money. Not the boxers, not the promoters, not the managers, nobody. And not even the sparring partners or the gyms or the trainers. Now, let's have a quick chat now with the CEO, Tsulufelo Lejaka, who's the Boxing South Africa CEO. Thank you so much for your time, Baba. Good evening and welcome to MSW. Uh, good evening to you, Rob, and good evening to the business as well. It's a tough time for everybody, sporting-wise, but more so with boxing. What is the current situation overall? I mean, you're obviously complying with what the president has given us as far as the guidelines are concerned, but how has this affected you directly as boxing? Uh, well, it has hit us at different levels, uh, Rob. You remember on the 15th, I think, when the president uh, first made the announcement about um, the gatherings, that not more than 100 people. On the 16th, we had to issue a secular that cancelled a number of tournaments. So <clears throat> you'll remember in boxing what we have is that a typical tournament uh, that is scheduled to happen, let's say, in April. We'll only confirm it rather in maybe March because the timelines are about 31 days lead time for a tournament to happen. So at that time, confirmed was five tournaments. Uh, now when you uh, cancelled five tournaments, you have anything between, what, 55 to 60 boxers who were scheduled to participate across those tournaments and behind every boxer you've got a whole lot of people in the value chain that support him so that that is the first impact but subsequent to that we also stopped application so if there were promoters who were still busy putting tournaments together they are then unable to approach us for a sanction which means that there are future earnings lost to the promoters, lost to the boxers, trainers, managers, and all that. So until now, uh, almost one month later, we haven't had any activity from a boxing point of view. Um, and we're hoping that when the month of April ends, uh, we'll get a bit of a green light to continue with some elements of our business process. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's going to be quite difficult, though, if you listen again yesterday to the presentation that was made within the Minister of Health, uh, saying that perhaps around about August is when South Africa is expecting this to hit us very, very hard. So it might even be an extended time, though. Operationally, what does this mean and signify for you overall? Well, uh, from a boxing South Africa point of view, there is 
loss of revenue in a sense that we also, as Boxing South Africa, receive our sanctioning fees from this tournament happening. But it then also means that the hardest hit become our licenses because uh, boxers who earn a living from these tournaments are not getting that type of uh, income. So our licensing process, which by now was supposed to have been completed, we have had to put it on hold uh, because it requires our licenses to work to the doctor, get certain paperwork, and so on. So we've frozen it. Uh, at a time when we get a green light, we will give new timelines. Um, our ratings, uh, the last fight that we had was between the 13th and the 14th of March. Uh, so typically on every month, we have to issue ratings. The last ratings that we issued are S at end of March, but clearly by end of April, we will not have any movement in the ratings. Uh, our sanctioning process, like I've indicated, which is the third one, we haven't had any new applications. The ones that we have had, we've had to cancel. Uh, the boxers that were supposed to have gone out of the country to go fight, we are not issuing clearance to them, obviously, because of the travel ban as well as uh, lockdown arrangements in other countries. Uh, some of our flagship programs, which by now we were supposed to have already commenced with, for example, the Boxing Awards, we have ha- had to stop calling for nominations because it's not all our licenses that have got uh, access to modern-day technology. Uh, Then some of them would have relied on physical paperwork to make nominations. We've had to put that on hold. Uh, We also were planning to have a boxing convention this winter. We've had to put it on hold as well because uh, the numbers we're expecting are in excess of 500, so it is immediately approved. Uh, Sorry, it is immediately impacted on. Uh, There are other... uh, obviously aspects of our business process on the governance and administration side that we are utilizing this time to at least push because those ones are desktop activities that we can do uh, remotely from home and also to service one or two things that are urgent. I mean, I know when you talk about uh, working remotely from home, that's exactly what you've done uh, from the 27th of March. Uh, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, you were then due to return back to work on the 16th. But things haven't changed. So what does this mean now as far as your remote working plan is concerned? We will still continue with that plan. Uh, but I've had to, actually, interestingly, today we, we, we now had to rearrange our work plans and add a bit more activities in the yeah. work which our uh, employees will then have to do. Um, we were also in discussion with our chief medical officer today. We are preparing for our medical committee uh, to try and create for us scenario planning for eventualities where, let's say, we go beyond end of April and there's another extension, or the lockdown comes to an end, but restrictions on tournaments happening are still imposed. So we need to think out of the box. Uh, I might not at the moment announce what are the thought processes, but honestly, Rob, uh, we need to now start being creative. We need to come up with new ideas of how best we can continue within the restrictions uh, to have activities that can generate content for TV, but also uh, that can put some money in the pockets of our boxers. But do you think the 16th, which is, what, two days from now, would that be possible for you to resume office work or you would have to continue working remotely? No, no, definitely. We'll continue working remotely. Sorry, what I meant was then that we are talking, uh, planning towards the 4th, of May, sure. of May, of, with the hope that May. by the fourth of May will be allowed at least to return to work. If we are not, obviously, we'll we'll have to come up with Plan C. But at the moment, we are now on Plan P. What are the issues around reserves, though? Because I'm sure people keep knocking. I mentioned earlier 
whether it's licensees, whether it's boxers, it's promoters, it's managers, you know that the scale is, is, is so wide. What does that mean for them financially? Are you able to tap into the reserves that maybe from the government that they've put forward, uh, then you take your sum of money, bring it across to boxing and try and help people at least not collapse their business or collapse their, perp- their purses? Well, there are two levels uh, of it, Rock. There are the intervention that is in the hands of government, which is the sector yeah. relief fund of the minister. Our role as Books in South Africa in that regard is to receive the applications, verify that, yes, indeed, we know uh, Robert Marawa is our licensee, he's a boxer, and he was scheduled to fight. Then forward those to the minister. Adjudication get done on that side. Then there's the second one of resources that are within our own control. Limited as they are, we cannot avoid to now try to reprioritize and ease the burden on our licenses. Uh, there's something that we have which is called a benevolent fund. It has its own purpose, but it is what you can, in this case, call uh, reserves. So I think at the right time, the board will, uh, will, will make a pronouncement about little as that money is, how best can we use it to ease the burden on our boxers. Then, thirdly, there are different promoters who are in negotiations with different sponsors. You'll remember in the South African context, one of the biggest sponsors to boxing is government across different levels, provinces and municipalities. Uh, we are reinforcing those conversations so that whatever money that maybe was committed to promoter A to host a tournament in April, it should not be redirected away because when we resume business, at least if that money is still available, uh, it can be delayed earnings, but at least it will still be earnings. So there's, there's, there's quite a basket of things that as Boxing South Africa, we now are supposed to put together and design what we will call our own uh, relief for our licenses. It might not be in the magnitude that that of the department is, but we can't avoid that call. No, 100%. I mean, it calls for very smart maneuvering there, almost bobbing and weaving there in an office uh, suit, unfortunately. <laughs> Tell me about the Tokyo Olympic Games and the kind of impact now that the decision that have been taken has directly on you. Uh, well, with regard to the Tokyo Olympics, uh, I'm going to start with a little disclaimer that I always use. You remember that it is the responsibility of our amateur brothers, the Sanabo. Yes, but good uh, thing is that we had a bilateral with Sanabo uh, shortly before the lockdown. In actual fact, I think just three, four days or so, because there's a new leadership that got uh, elected there. They are an interim leadership. Uh, and from Boxing South Africa's point, we understood that we are not the key drivers of their function, but we have a supportive role that we must play to empower Sanabo. So we had made an arrangement, um, firstly to assist Sanabo with, our, with their governance staff. You know, they were still struggling with one or two things, uh, no office space, no full-time personnel. So we've got conversations around that. And then specifically with regard to the Olympics uh, Games, there were, the, the, at the time when we met, the postponement had not yet been confirmed. Subsequent to that, the postponement of the Olympics to probably 12 months or more has happened. That now frees a bit more time for Sanabo to, one, focus on their team selection for Team South Africa, team preparation as well as team delivery. Uh, I'm aware and I'm confident having spoken to their new leadership that uh, they will make the most of it. There were six boxers that were already earmarked uh, but those boxers were earmarked against this, an assumption that the tournament, the Olympics were happening in June. Now that there's a bit more time, 
we still don't know what are the exact plans. Maybe they will then dig deeper and even uh, take more boxers because those six are not the boxers that are going to Olympics. Those are boxers that are still going to a qualifier, and out of it we are hoping that maybe one or two, if not all six, would have made it. But if your sample is bigger, then chances of even more boxers making it to the Olympics become higher. So I think it was a blessing in disguise that there was this postponement and extension until next year. Do you think it will work in our favor, though? It's worked in the favor of a, a couple of athletes that have been injured and would have not have made the cut for this uh, Olympic Games. Uh, how, how does this work positively? I know you've highlighted the one now, but generally, how do you think this will work positively for South Africa and for boxing amateur-wise? Well, I think specifically, Rob, uh, and, and maybe selfishly as well, for the boxing sector, it is a blessing yeah. in disguise. In the beginning of this year, Sanabo and its organization was at its worst in terms of governance and leadership. When we started around February, they were making headlines for wrong reasons. Around February, mid-February, the entire leadership of Sanabo resigned. Hence, the new guys came into office as an interim leadership. So an extension in terms of time allows this new leadership to settle in, design programs, mobilize networks that reinforces that reinforce their vision and also uh, sanabo at some point it was on record that they've not been receiving their allocation from the department because they were not complying with governance requirements for them to receive that allocation which means that there's a little bit of homework which sanabo has to do to get its house in order so i think that this extension in times allows them to do those things and then to focus on team selection process and thorough team preparation before they deliver team to the next Olympics. And as the South African National Boxing Organization, which is Sanabo, as you rightfully say, and all the madness that was going on earlier this year, are, are you quite confident now that that ship is steady, that that ship has now reached a point where people can get down and get down to the basic workings of what Sanabo should be all about? Temporarily, I would say so. Uh, but remember, the next critical step, you've got an interim leadership. It must prepare now for the organization to go towards an elective platform, whatever constitutionally they call it, and get out of that platform with a leadership that is solid. Now, the problem with elections is that sometimes they divide the organization. And after the elective process, you, there must be some way to heal the organization so that you still have got 100% focus on the program of action or the task at hand. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying that I'm comfortable, but I'm still flagging these risks uh, because they obviously need to be mitigated. But having engaged and spoken to the new leadership of Sanabo, my personal view about them, committed, experienced, passionate people who are eager to do the work, I hope that their membership will give them support. From Boxing South Africa's point of view, we will definitely give them support. Uh, from within the little resources that we have, we'll share with them what we have so that they are stable. They've got an operational space, they've got some personnel full-time in the office and all that. So with all that, uh, Rob, I, I think that you know, uh, one can say that things are looking up, looking positive, uh, but it still remains slightly fragile. All right. And just to wrap it up, though, um, Tulufelo, uh, around the issue of uh, training facility safety, I want us to reiterate it because I think sometimes people like to take chances. You've taken a decision, and let me hear it from you as a CEO. 
what is it around the training facility safety that you are most importantly worried about? Rob, the, the directive is clear. At this point in time, specifically, we are on a lockdown mode. So all our boxers must refrain from going out of their homesteads, be creative, train from home, do the most with what you have. Whether you've got equipment or not, be creative. Uh, and then this is the, all the call that we are making for now. Eat properly, hydrate as much as possible, keep fit. But we don't want to have or hear of any boxer of ours that has been arrested in the streets because he was violating lockdown regulations. So far, our licenses have been good. They've done the most. They've been obedient and compliant, and we are proud of them for that. But still, we want to reiterate the call. Please, let's do what we have to do, but do it from our homestead. I don't know if I've left anything out, uh, Tulupel. I think uh, you and I will be chatting pretty soon uh, because I do see some, a couple of things that have been highlighted for me when it comes to boxing uh, that we'll have a conversation with. But I think it was just more important that we don't leave out boxing from the conversation uh, in dealing with the rugbys and the crickets and the footballs of this world is that uh, you guys play such an integral part um, of what the landscape of sport is all about here in South Africa. And I think you've spelt it out quite clearly. Uh, whatever the president has put forward as a call, you guys are obeying to the T. Most definitely. And I thank you for the platform and opportunity, Rob. As always, CEO, thank you so much, man. Sulufelo uh, Lichaka joining us as the Boxing South Africa Chief Executive Officer, uh, putting paid any thoughts that anybody uh, who feels and felt the need uh, to return back to some form of training. I mean, even the gyms are shut down, so that that can't even that can't even be the case. So yeah, they've got a they've got a plan. They've highlighted the plan, and uh, they're very forward thinking in terms of their approach. So once again, thanks to the CEO uh, for affording us his time.